Yourself. Hey everybody, it's another episode of Go Flix Yourself. My name is Ben Conowitz, and with me as always is the monsters to my Adams family, Bradford Omen. Hey, that's me! And then we've got my three sons, Nate Laux. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I don't even know how that compares. I don't even, no, I don't no, know. Like I, another, I was trying to make the connection. Like another show really... from like the 60s. No, that's not. That's not there's got to be a better one. Yeah. Was there another one like, you, that was kind of the you're horror just, you're, you're Or like, like My tw- Twilight Zone or something? No, yeah, like, no, no. Because no. he's so wholesome. That's what I was going for. Uh, don't tell people that. <laughs> yeah. Don't Actually, you're not very wholesome because you cheated on the games last time, so oh, never mind. You, I will never that. let that down. It was the maddest I've ever seen you Yeah, maybe before. you're you're like the... the it was the maddest... Wait until your father gets home to our Adam's family and Munster. On the way out of the, of the room last time, I legitimately turned back and I said, hey, you know you can't cheat on the games, right? <laughs> he was l- I legitimately was mad at me, and I was just laughing. It was this. so funny. It's not, yeah, it's, it's not. He doesn't care The games us. part is serious. Can I've we had, not relive this for the I, podcast? No, We've already I, relived it so many other times. I have had four people outside of the podcast call or text You guys me are so and ask lame. me yeah. about this. I'm not joking. You're Charlie so Young. Lame. Oh, Chuck. I had a Chuck. Couple, I had a couple friends who thought it, they, were, they were like, that was hilarious. You guys don't have other friends. Stop. It. Speaking of friends, uh, if you're out there listening to this podcast, uh, subscribe to it on what? iTunes. Like us. Uh, check, sp- subscribe to it on Spotify if you want to. Give us some ratings that are around five stars. Around in, in that, that area. On that Google podcast, you one listener that we have yeah. on Google Podcasts. Uh, if you want to listen on Amazon Music, we have no listeners there, so give that, give that, that, check that out. Try. Give it a rating. Uh, but five stars, if you please. And also, if you want to leave a review, just like, man, cool podcast, nice shoes, great face. That'll be that'll be fine. That'll be Find cool. on Hulu. Mm, no, we're not no, there. No, no, no. Okay, well, that's fair enough. We tried. Uh, hey, Brad, do we have a sponsor today? You know what? We do, Ben. And you, let me ask you a question. No, oh, boy. Listen. I don't like this already. What do you? What are your favorite gems? Like, uh, like gem in the holograms? Well, that's not spelled the same. Are you talking like gemstones? Like sure. Like right, righteous gemstones? Yeah, I was going to yeah. say the righteous. Do you ones. like the righteous gemstones? I do. Gemstones. I I do. Yeah, yeah I do really. Do. That's good. Well, I got uh, a little bit of a different gem called. Got, uh, are they, is it uncut? It's called Mountain Dew Baja Mango Gem. That, that sounds disgusting. And it's you know it's it's almost like the gem of the soda world. You know, like there's indie gems and there's there's you know just gems in general. Like, oh, that guy's a real gem. You know, I really like him. I feel like if you drink that though and you pee, it'll be like a hologram. So gem in the hog. Okay, that's not. Mm. Actually, so this Mountain Dew is one of my favorite new Mountain Dews. It really is delicious. I, I, I like trying all the different Mountain Dews. This one's oh, a great one. really? I love mango flavors. Shocking all of our listeners. I love mango things. I love mango juice. I like, I like mango candies. This is just great. This Did is a great Mountain Dew. Did you just say that you liked mango juice? Yeah. Like you've just had mango juice before. Yeah, I mean they mango sell juice. mango juice in the store. Hey, like, like I don't hey. have to like I don't have to like put mangoes Stop in a juicer. Stop being from Laporte all the time. Seriously, You're embarrassing they, us. They have mango orange juice. They have regular mango juice. Hawaiian Punch has a mango madness you flavor. No, they have mango juice. Like you can get mango juice like or, like orange juice. Yeah, you can just get like oh mango yes. juice more. It's, it's not quite as plentiful, but yeah, they have it at like all I've grocery stores. Never and stuff. seen that. I have, I've legitimately never seen. They mango ha- yeah, juice. they have mango juice. They have guava juice. They have. Do you ever shop for groceries outside of the Dollar General? No. Yeah, actually, he gets his bread from Walgreens because the Walgreens is just down down the block. I do actually get my bread from. Walgreens. I know, and all Aldi is right there, and they charge maybe like a third of what they do for a loaf of bread at Walgreens. I just never have a quarter for the cart. You don't. You they also have boxes. Oh, yeah. 
Like, why would you need a cart you, just for a loaf of bread? Yeah, are your hands that so weak? Because you're going to hold something like a, like are your a hands weirdo? so weak? No, you, 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 somebody hold this for me, like this cart. Listen to this guy, John D. Rockefeller like, I got, over here. I got, I got people to hold the bread for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's my limo to take me to Walgreens to buy my $10 loaf of bread? It was $7. Jeez. Look at, these, look at this guy over here. It's Hostess. It's like $1.99. You get a Hostess bread? From Walgreens, yeah. I didn't even know Hostess made regular bread. That's what they do. They ma- Hostess is a bakery, first and foremost. They, yes, have, is they have confectionaries. Host. Hostess makes Twinkies and cupcakes and ding-dongs and honey buns and all assorted sweet snacks. I've never once seen a Hostess loaf of bread. Then you are blind as no, a bat. No, no, what, no. Actually, I'm going to... I'm gonna, I, I, did Google it. I didn't cheat. Yeah, you cheated. Google well, that's cheating. But uh, and uh, Ben's right. There is hostess bread. Of that's, course, that's there fi- is. That's fine. Just because he's right, though, doesn't make it okay. It's plentiful. They're everywhere. I mean, I mean, he, hostess mean? is Nate, a bakery. Nate, first and foremost, just Nate, because Nate, he's not Nate, right Nate, doesn't Nate. mean he's okay. Nate, 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 can I talk to you over here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sidebar, sidebar, sidebar. Whose side do you want? First of all, I've actually kind of ping ponged here. I don't even know anymore. By the way, the fuck is this podcast right now? What are we doing, guys? This is a movie podcast. <laughs> Mango Jam, thanks for bringing the ah. the money for this episode. Uh, I wish I wish it was Hostess. I wish I had. I actually had some Hostess ice lattes the other day. Ding dong and Twinkie flavor. I wish we had Hostess money, but all we have is Mountain Dew Gem money. It's fine. Mango man, Baja Mango Gem. Drink it up. Mountain Dew. Slurp it in. Found some coins in the couch, and they sent them our way just to say, "Hey, thanks, thanks for sponsoring the show, guys." Guys, what's the last movie you saw? Uh, I was in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Nate, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, I don't know because I'm watching The Bear on Hulu, and okay. that's all I can think about that's right TV. now. It's a TV I know. show. So now, sometimes we listen, talk about TV. Listen, listen, it's all I can think about right Hurry now. Hurry up and get it out. I'm obsessed with the show right now. Um, and and again, Brad's the one that gave this show to me and said you got to watch this show. That's true. And I I, I downloaded it. I sent it to him. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. I can't. I can't What's stop talking about it. What's the last movie that you saw? First of all, before we do move oh, on, right. I, I do want to echo what he says. If, you, if you're looking for something to watch, Thank e- you. an Thank easy, you. easy, breezy, beautiful binge, uh, The Bear on FX on Hulu, eight episodes, under me. 30 minutes each, incredible uncut gem style show about working in a kitchen in a be- Italian beef uh, restaurant in Chicago. Great stuff. Thank you. That's all. Cool. So what's the last movie you saw, Nate? Um, Resident Evil on the Netflix. Is uh, it new? Yes, there's a new Resident Evil on the Netflix. So and it's they made a Resident not Evil Nine. Any good? No, no, it's like a it's a reboot. Oh, yeah, it's not very good. That's what I heard. Yeah, not very good. I wanted it to be better than it was, and it wasn't. I now. What's your relationship like with the Resident Evil franchise? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even get that out. You couldn't even get that out. Uh, uh, <laughs> Jovovich, let's get there. No. How, do you, how do you feel about Paul W. S. Anderson as a filmmaker now? Uh, which which of his movies are your favorites? <laughs> I mean, honestly, the most recent is that that good. How uh, how many did Yui Bowl direct? Hey, none. But yeah, none. Um, he didn't. Not, not the Resident say, Evil movie. No, 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 no. So, Brad, to I get think it back he did, to our conversation, was it Blood Rain? He did maybe something like that. Silent, Last week, Silent Hill. Would you rather watch a Resident Evil movie or a Final Destination movie? Oh, a Final Destination movie in a heartbeat. Because you end up really liking yeah, the to way follow it ended, up right? on this. What you, the fifth one you did? Yeah. I, so no, no. I, I want to say, please. I mean this. Please. Don't, you don't, want me to spoil it? Don't, I don't want okay. you to now right, because I, I kind of want to get and do okay. what do it's the like same thing. It's like 10 years out. No, no, like but ten, like. Stop this. Now I want to get back into them though because because now that Brad likes the fifth one, I'm like, okay, now I'll take it. Now I'll take a shot at yeah, it. Yeah, I was. I was. By the way, the fifth one is not the final destination. No. 
the fi- the final the final destination is number four, and then final destination destination five is the last one. And yeah, the ending is awesome. Is it two final two destination? <laughs> <laughs> Electric boogaloo. It's the five null destination. For the five null destination. And then the next one is five null goes away. I was just gonna say that. Oh, <laughs> you beat me to it, you son of a bitch. Uh, but yeah, it's the ending. Yeah, the, the the fifth movie is definitely on par with the best parts of the Final Destination franchise. Uh, very well crafted and executed uh, death scenes and uh, fun twists and turns. And yeah, the ending is... when It was one of those endings where I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and uh, and like, it's, it's, it's just great. It's great stuff. Uh, all right, I'm going to check it out. You yes, should. Ben, what about you? Uh, I was in uh, Boston, Massachusetts this weekend visiting um, some family. Yeah, but that's not a movie. What movie did and you watch? We, we, well, I'm setting the stage here okay. because they they asked us, uh, they have a, an 11-year-old and a 7-year-old, and they said, what is a good movie that we should watch on the outdoor screen? And so we started throwing out all these 90s movies. Twister. That, uh, <laughs> no, I didn't want no, to terrify the 7-year-old. They don't get many tornadoes over in Boston. They don't. They don't. More hur- hurricanes. Uh, no, so we, we had, I mean, they're good parents. We went through the list. You know, every like Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And they've already watched them all. Yeah, they've already seen everything. Oh, Manual wow. uh, Space, <laughs> uh, 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 Princess Bride. Um, wow. You know, uh, even like, oh, what was the one that I thought? Oh, there's no way that like they've seen Labyrinth, and uh, even Monster Squad they had seen. Oh, weird. But yeah, just like a lot of these movies. And so we finally came uh, up with a new one, uh, The Mitchells versus The Machines. Ah, there you go. And they actually hadn't seen it. And Good. so we watched it out of the big screen, and uh, their their parents were like, I don't think Justin teared up, but Alyssa definitely teared up. Uh, and the girls loved it, I mean, of course. And I, man, such a good movie. It's the third time I've seen it now. I, oh. Do you cry? I, I got a little emotional. You I didn't, I didn't you cry. You get a little misty. It was no, it was so good. Phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen The Mitchells versus the Machines, make sure you uh, watch it. It's a Netflix movie. Check it out. Very good, good stuff. Worth your time. Much like Resident Evil. Worth the family's time. Every every family deserves uh, a little bit. A little bit of Mitchells versus the Machine time. A little you, bit of Mitchells versus the Machines time. Did you share your latest movie? I forget. No. Okay. What is it? Moving on. <laughs> trailer time. Talking trailers. I just watched. Oh boy. Police Academy. For the first time ever. No, Wait, you the very didn't. first one. Now, I've never seen any of the Police Academy. No. Movies. So you started with Mission to Moscow, right? Of right. Course. Number, so we got to start with the best one, number five. <laughs> and then uh, is that the one that uh, David Spade is in? Actually, I don't know. Um, oh, but he, yeah, you're right. He is in. No, you're thinking of Tommy of Boy. No, he's in one. It, he talks about it in his book. He's in one of them. Yeah, we know you're a big Saturday Night Live podcast fan. Black you, Sheep. We got a Saturday Night Live podcast much better than this one. Lost and Found. He was in a movie called Lost and Found. Yeah, with uh, Sophie Marceau. Huh. Is he, that... uh, she's like uh, the new hot girl in his apartment complex, and in order to try and spend some time with her, he uh, steals things from steals her. Steals her dog. No way. Oh, okay. So, so that he can help her try to find it and like, like you know, like have a meet cute with her. Um, and of course, like hijinks ensue. And Brad, I was driving down the road the other day, and I thought of this question, and this atta- pertains to Police Academy. Maybe you can answer this. <laughs> What's up with the police lately? <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. I was driving down the road the, the other day, and this is this is absolutely true. Um, I was driving down the road, and it just hit me, and I thought, what happened to Steve Gutenberg? That's an honest thought I had earlier this week. Like, why didn't he have week. the same uh, kind no, of trajectory no, or, as like Tom Selleck and no, 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 or no, no, Ted no, no, Danson? No. Or literally, what happened to Steve Gutenberg? Where is he? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! Like you, you write for. TVs and movies. Oh, you're right. You're right. You know what? That's a good. That's a good point. Uh, The the fact that I write for a movie news and TV news website means I should automatically know the state and location 
Of no, all like, of all of our forgotten stars, anything about him. Of like, all of our forgotten like, stars, Steve Gutenberg was the guy. He was the right? man. Hey, hey where, Brad, where's Eve Plum? Oh, Jan from the Brady Bunch. The fuck should I know? So the fact that you even know who that is, though, like, well, I first of all, the reason I know that is because I grew up watching the Brady Bunch a lot. <laughs> you just, you do know, you moron. Knows, you by the way, just by the way, yourself he out. does know no, where no, Eve Plum is. No, no. I guarantee let's, you, he knows where Eve Plum is. Let's get this straight. I know plenty of names, but I can't tell you where they are. But so, Steve Gutenberg was a big deal. Forgive no, hold on. Forgive me for thinking maybe out of the three fucking idiots sitting on this couch right here, that maybe the guy that writes for a movie website might know a little bit more Where's about like Steve what Gutenberg happened. To Steve Gutenberg. Hey, let me let me give you another another name, maybe uh, on on the same footing as uh, oh a, a Steve Gutenberg, and let's see if if I I know where they are. Oh, okay, great, go for it. Uh, go. Pamela Anderson. Yeah, what's she been up to? I since, don't know. Since Bar- oh, I don't know. Wasn't she with um? Uh, what, what's that guy? The WikiLeaks guy for a while. Julian Assange. Yeah, she was with Julian Assange. What? Yeah, so we yeah, know things. real thing. We no, know she things. really was. Yeah, yeah. So I know things. Also, uh, just uh, tangentially here, in Boston, we went to a stupid arcade. Out and you saw Pamela Anderson? No, but they had a barbed wire pinball machine that was broken just in the barbed corner. barbed wire. Sorry, whatever. See? You know the name by of the, the movie. Right, because I'm good at that part of my job. D- by the way, uh, Pamela Anderson is a bad- stars. That's a bad example because- they just had the show. Yeah, know, Tommy with, yeah, yeah, but that's about the period when she no, was no, most no, famous. I know, but though. she did some interviews. She did some talking during that I time. I didn't see any of that. But she came out. I and said, can't this help is... that you don't do your job. I don't pay attention to celebrity as gossip well or should. where the fuck celebrities are. That was a movie about you her literally. Life, it was a show about her life. Okay. <laughs> so you do know him. <laughs> yes, the parts that I need to know. <laughs> he is just. He is just. Jesus, the worst right now. He is talking oh out of both sides of his God. stupid mouth. Hey, where's where's Tom Arnold? Oh, I know where Tom Arnold is actually because he's good friends with David Spade. Oh and all my that group. god! And on the you podcast. listen to too many podcasts. I'm just saying. So I do know where Tom Arnold is. Jesus. Actually, how is Tom Arnold doing? I think he's doing pretty well. Okay, I think he's found some stability since his Roseanne era. Good. You know, like good. He's he's doing well. He's liking it. He's also a, an avid uh, Twitterer. Um, do you remember he knew Michael Cohen, the lawyer for Donald Trump? Yes, I do remember. Um, this. And he and said that he had P tapes. Yeah, exactly. And so he got pretty famous. Whatever in happened with that? What is this podcast? I don't know. Hey, anyway, Drink so your Mountain Dew, Mountain Dew Academy, boy. Were you as impressed with Michael Winslow at however old you are, 35, well, as I was? Well, first of all, was. I knew who Michael Winslow was just because of the pop culture zeitgeist, and he was also, he basically did the same thing. In, oh, oh, so just in pop culture, he basically you understand did the same where thing. people are at. Shut up, Nate. He basically did the same thing in Spaceballs. So it's like I, I've been aware of Michael Winslow forever. Uh, Police Academy as a movie, uh, fine some of the humor hasn't dated very well. There's like, um, yeah, like like any '80s comedy. Uh, there's some racial humor that's like eh, pretty questionable. Uh, there's some homophobic language and humor that's like eh, not questionable, pretty bad. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what past the point now? One, one of the movies that I thought about introducing the girls to I was like, oh, Ace Ventura. Oh, oh no! no. <laughs> Take that one right off. If you can stop the ending, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oh God, man! Oh, it's so terrible. So, not but good. yeah. So, uh, so yeah. Police Academy. Uh, some some funny things in it. Definitely. Uh, you know, like it just just a, a typical '80s comedy. Sure. For sure. No. Uh, Steve Gutenberg, though, man, that guy was everywhere. 
Yeah, I really wanted to start a. Will you guys, will Ben, uh, he won't do it because he's grumpy. But will you start a Where Steve Gutenberg podcast? With yeah, uh, we'll call it the Gutenberg Bible. Okay, and yeah. we'll I want we'll to say I want to say there is something where on the internet where someone did try to track down Steve Gutenberg. It's just weird that Steve Gutenberg was as big as he was, and now he's nowhere. All right, I mean, he, all right, Hillary Clinton. He skyrocketed in the '80s with "Look Who's Talking" and with the. He's not in "Look Who's Talking." Uh, look, sorry, "Look Who's Talking" too, and not also in, in Air Bud. <laughs> Not in that movie. He was in Airbud. He was in Celtic Pride. In Space Jam. Which is another 90s <laughs> Is he in Blue Chips? No, but but Celtic Pride is another is he in, 90s. Is he, is he in... He might be. Is he in Slam Dunk Ernest? Well, no. Or The Sixth Man? No, of course not. Hoosiers? No. Okay. Well, he might be in Hoosiers. He was in Short Circuit, though. That was good. <gasps> what about Eddie? Short Circuit with um Johnny Five. Yep, mm, that was a really yeah. good one. I really liked Short mm. Circuit. He's also in It Takes Two with Kirstie Alley and Los the Olsen Lobos twins. Kick your you know ass. Really Los Lobos see, kick your face. Did you ever Los see? Los Lobos kick your balls into outer space. Remember that? They, I'm not sure you can I do it that. No, if you can do that. Yeah, no, that was, that was the, super racist. We're no, gonna have to cut that out. No, um, it was the, that's exactly how they said it. In uh, the, I, yeah, I understand. That's how they said he's it. He's defensive enough that I'm gonna leave it in, and we'll see how no, it plays. Johnny Five says it like that in the thing. It's, it's, so it's a quote. Me, if people get mad at me for cheating on a game, but don't get mad at me. Here's the thing you might not remember about Short Circuit. Uh, it contains a role in which Fisher Stevens, yeah, Fisher Stevens plays does play an, uh, an Indian, uh, Indian character Indian in Brownface. Yeah, so you know what? Let's just so go I'm cut. not no, sure you want to go to Short Circuit with jump. your let's defend <laughs> let's maybe <laughs> racist things. Let's just cut all this out. Nope, let's just uh, cut it all out. We've had this conversation. I feel like it needs to be left in. What no. about Cocoon? Oh, no. Did you ever see Cocoon? That was a Steve Gutenberg film. It was. A Ron okay. Howard picture. And Cocoon the Return. I think Ben's embarrassed to talk now. I was <laughs> just thinking about how that comes across. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It's not your fault. <sighs> okay, the last movie right, that but I don't, Steve Gutenberg was in was a uh, political legal drama called Roe vs. Wade, which is about the overturn of Roe vs. Wade. So I think we know where he's at now. Also, I would like to point out he that- He could be just one of those actors who is doing the movies just to get paid and doesn't actually have- However, I would like to point out that yeah. Nate Stacey didn't remember- Stacey in that as well. Nate didn't remember any of this. He's so she's, looking, a, she's an umpire. He's looking all of this up. I don't want him. I don't want our listeners to think he knows more than us. No, I do know a lot, but I did want- He's on his computer a here's lot. Here's the thing is, I wanted to ask Brad if he knew about Steve Gutenberg, but who didn't know about Steve Gutenberg? Brad. Yeah, thank you. So yeah, I think there is- so there was some kind of project where someone was trying to get in touch with Steve Gutenberg, I think, and they—I don't know if they ever figured it out or anything. Um, a better movie that I watched, I wanted to bring up, was uh, *Working Girl*. Have you guys seen *Working Girl*? With Steve Gutenberg? <laughs> I don't think so. Who's in it? Uh, Melanie Griffith and Harrison I, Ford and Sigourney Weaver. I think I did see that. Like, is that like an '80s movie? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, I think yeah. I saw that years and years ago. It's directed yeah. by Mike Nichols, um, and it's like a. Uh, the the 80s kind of movie of like you know about the working woman and like trying to like get ahead and like how cutthroat it is and like how you know what you have to do to actually like make any sort of headway you know in the business world was it uh, pretty did it, did, it, did it hold up yeah it really does actually it's, really yeah it's a fa- it's a fantastic movie like the the cast is great uh the writing is great it's a mike nichols movie too you know he directed the graduate um and he directed the birdcage he's a phenomenal filmmaker and yeah, it's just a, a really good movie. It has like a good ensemble too. Joan Cusack is in it. Uh, Alec Baldwin and it's uh, Oliver Platt has a small role in it. Um, did you see uh, Harrison Ford recently talk uh, the Chris Pratt Harrison Ford thing where uh, Chris Pratt essentially said that uh, he got Harrison asked if, Ford- if he had ever been asked to like maybe play Indiana Jones. Yeah, he said he's like uh, Harrison Ford's like nope. Well, Harrison Ford, what he said was, he was like, he's like, well, he's like, I think that, uh, you know, when I die, Indiana Jones goes with me, and no one ever, Jesus, <laughs> should ever, Christ. Should ever play him basically. And Curious Pratt was basically said, he's like, and that, 
that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna do yeah, that. Yeah. So on. I do. I do think that at that one point there was some time when he was asked to do it, or maybe they were talking about maybe him playing like a younger version of Indiana. Well, I'm sure Jones. they wanted to reboot the series. Yeah, well, of course right? they have. And just the, as soon as three people die, they'll do it. And here's until, like not until I die. Though, until those three people are it. dead. I don't yeah. know. I, I I hope not though. I mean Spielberg. You and, hope that they and don't Lucas reboot it. And, and but, him Spielberg, but Spielberg didn't even doesn't even want to direct five. Exactly. Like, so it doesn't matter. Like just let him go. Wait, like, let you, it be rebooted then. No. Are you hoping they don't reboot it? I hope they reboot everything. Well, first of all, <laughs> I, I hope I hope they don't I don't I hope they don't reboot anything. Uh, if they want to reboot something, oh, easy there, chuckle. Also, no, <laughs> you're always uh, you know, fucking up your little words Seriously. here. And there. And I'll start calling hey, you out on all of them too. Please do. You get Please to do. edit out your words. All right. <laughs> Please do. I hope they reboot fucking everything. I honestly, no, I, I honestly mean that. It's the, just because they make a reboot or something does not tarnish like the original. I'm not saying, thing. No, I'm not saying it tarnishes. I just don't want them to do. It. I'm I'm sick of them doing that with legacy characters. I want that come up with a new Indiana Jones if you want to make a movie. I don't need to see a new, another Indiana Jones. Yeah, like, but I, I think that's the whole thing. Is I didn't think Harrison Ford wanted. I mean, you can't do like a new Indiana Jones when Indiana Jones is the character. What? You can't do a new Indiana Jones. You can't reboot the franchise because Indiana Jones is the character. He doesn't want like, that do, character. Do a I'm, new I'm sure Iron Man. I'm not sure what you understand what reboot means. You know what I'm saying is you can't like if he doesn't want you to do another Indiana Jones. Well, first of all, it's it not. It's matter. not up to him. He's he's not like the owner of the rights to Indiana Jones. Well, clearly he is because he's saying this, and Chris Pratt's like, nah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. Which actor is going to be like, screw Harrison the actor, Ford? The actor that played him, uh, this ninety-five-year-old man, says I can't do something, so I'm going to go do it. I don't. I think that that was Chris Pratt kind of doing some tap dancing and not wanting to answer the actual question as to whether or not he actually this, was ever in negotiations. Is to this do a Indiana hot Jones. take? Like, I ju- I think that Harrison Ford is a blowhard, and I just am not a fan. Oh, you're not a fan of a ju- blowhard? I really think ever Ooh. since. Wow. Like honestly. Wow. Like, like he's wow. he, he just <laughs> you need to wow. stop with the wows. No, no, you went two wows like, too far. Oh, on that like, one. like, wow. No, I'm, shut I'm, up. I'm, no, 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 I'm sorry. Stop. You're calling stop Han it. Solo, Indiana fucking Jones, a blowhard. The man has crashed more planes <laughs> than you'll ever fly for your entertainment. And he has survived, my friend. And you think he is a blowhard? No, sir. Harrison Ford is a fucking legend. Fine, whatever. and you don't understand. No, it's just, he's just so uh, he's I'm, so I'm, he's so elitist. He's like, oh, I'll play uh, Han Solo as long as they kill me because I fucking hate this character. I fucking hate Star Wars. I fucking hate the fans. I fucking hate all that shit. He, he hates it. He hates you know, it. He, 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 he he's kind of a jerk it. about here's that. A, no, stuff. here's the thing. It's like you know what? this these films and these fans they made mean your life. so much. They that- made- Oh, no. Also, you can't be Indiana Jones. If anybody, it's just me, and I'm 90 and we're playing. Oh my god! The two famous characters you're you're known for, like no one else can even touch. Let them. a new and generation also, love also, them. Everybody else should just suck my dick for playing them. Get out of here. First of all, he's not anywhere near that grumpy about those roles. He, he is. He is actually. He mo- most of the time he's playfully grumpy or like very no. sardonic about stuff like this. He's Tommy Lee Jones Jr. He's definitely not Tommy Lee Jones Jr. He's nowhere near <laughs> near that that level. And so like there are things he has said like where he has been grumpy about. Things, but also he's not like entirely that full of himself like that other thing was like it's also like joking you know for a big part of it too he doesn't hate star wars fans he doesn't hate star wars like the one thing like he he did want han solo to die just because he didn't want to have to keep doing sequels or press to give the fans any sort of fan service whatsoever. Let's see, Ben. How frustrated do you get when your stupid customers ask you the same gutter questions over? I and over don't again? because they're my livelihood. No, that's not true. And I Be know that's like- not true because I've heard you complain before about it. 
yeah. all the time. You're allowed to, like Mark Hamill yes, probably. Yes, you're pr- allowed to complain. Privately. privately. Mark Hamill probably no, does that privately. It, but I don't think Ben has ever put them. online that I you hate every customer I have. Just because he doesn't has doesn't mean you can't. And you like, and of course you can. If you're somebody who's in the spotlight, of course, like, then you just, just do then it. Then you can feel it the just backlash. Feels like you bite the hand that feeds you a little bit yeah. when you do that. Who cares? The guy has nothing to lose. I think I'm just saying. I, mean, I think we people's care, respect. like people that are fans of yeah. him, or we don't become fans. And of And that's him why I'm like, like, I do want to reboot Indiana Jones with somebody better than Harrison Ford because it's possible. Go ahead, name it. Chris Pratt. No, not even fucking close. <laughs> I'm just doing this not a fucking friend, which is pretty great actually. I would wa- I would rather watch Chris Pratt shit in a bucket than have him play Indiana. Yeah, Jones. but that you would rather watch that though. Like, you would you'd rather like watch that. that. You would watch that. You like that? Stuff. No, not in the least. Yeah. You'd... Would I watch you and McGregor shit in a bucket? Absolutely. Yeah. What about Jake Gyllenhaal? <laughs> Absolutely. Are we just doing like the? Is this the game? <laughs> yeah. Who would you watch shit in a bucket? Chris only, Hemsworth. I'd help, him. that I would help him. Because he's got a weird like anti boner for Jake Gyllenhaal. Uh, with Chris, I don't like Jake Gyllenhaal. Chris you know Hemsworth. This. Chris Evans. Chris uh, Helm Ed Helms, I would I would yeah. Okay, you I'll would hold the like Chris Helms. <laughs> I would love to, I would love to see Chris Helms. <laughs> there was so many different actors in that. It was like Chris I Helms tried. and then Ed Helms. I couldn't the... remember what's the guy's name. Uh, the fuck the other Chris. Hey, Pine. Who would yes, you, that's who I was thinking. Who of, would you rather hang out with, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Harrison Ford? Oh jeez, well, why would you even ask that question? I think he was asking you. No, I was asking you, Ben. I've already hung out with Arnold Schwarzenegger, so. Yeah, well, you had lunch in a room with eighty people. Fine. <laughs> No, there's there eighteen thousand people hey, in the room. Hey, like, do you know how many people actually were? It was it was ten of us. Yeah, and I'm sure he remembers you. Was his? Was I shook his, his hand. No, he didn't. I did. hundred percent. He shook his hand. I'm pretty. Did you invite Ben? Why would I invite Ben to do something that I'm good at? <laughs> shaking hands? <laughs> You're not that good. I mean, I've shook your hand before. People love shaking my hand. <clears throat> What the fuck are we talking about? I go to right. Comic Con. People moving love shaking on. my hand. Moving on to the most amazing trailer oh, I've ever seen in my entire life. Hold on a second. Fucking Nate Lauks the other day decided oh. to have a, a a fucking Twitter bitch party because I decided what? I posted about watching Ambulance again and how good it was, and he goes like, uh, "Is it though?" He's one of those guys who, when someone says they like something on Twitter, he comes in and goes, well, "Actually, I'm gonna come over here and shit on your party." Uh, by the way, it's so fun to get under his skin on Twitter because he does like one little like disagreement with well, Brad on but Twitter. No, but you understand? He's like, I am the film expert. I am the film expert. No, first of all, no, no, that's Boys. not that's not what it's about. What it's about is a very trashy side of Twitter where when anybody, anybody <laughs> Which says- I like to live on. No, no. When anybody says something that they like, automatically someone thinks it's their opportunity to be like, well, no, I think it's bad for this reason, and then we tell you why you shouldn't no, like okay, it. Okay, here's the thing. This is why I'm not a part of that, though. I you literally are. You no, just no, listen, were. Listen, listen, listen. Stop it. No, Linda. Listen, Karen. I don't do that because I you didn't, just I didn't did. give you a reason. I just said it's That's dumb. worse. Have you guys thought about getting off Twitter? Jesus. Just, I have to be on Twitter for my job. He's just there going, let me look at Bible verses. No, no, no. I'm that just, is what Twitter is best for, actually. I, I'm just on Twitter to really like mess with him. Well, the fact <laughs> that you said- you he said gets so mad. You said to get under his skin on Twitter. I said, you could have just said the best thing is to get under his skin- Period. End of sentence. Like that's my favorite thing to do. I do it every day. I don't need Twitter for that. He gets so mad. I just do my hair. Because he watched hot Ambulance. And no. He thinks it's the best film of the year, and I'm like, it's just not the best film of the year. All First right, of all, Brad? no one said that. And second, you did. Of, and second of all, you did on Twitter. I saw. It, you have no idea how frustrating it is when, like, when you are on Twitter for your job, and that's what you see people doing endlessly. So when someone who I know, who why are you following other people other than Ben and I? Yeah, just stop. Have doing you seen that. your guys' tweets? We're They're awesome. awesome. Wow, it's incredible. Jeez. We're really good. At Got a couple Twitter, Harrison Fords over here. <laughs> Just Some real blowhards. Bitter old men <laughs> that hate their lives and take it out on the fans. I hate you said my it. fans. 
That was a great Harrison Ford impression. Yeah, it was, wasn't yeah. it? It was I'm really good. Crash a plane and be Indiana Jones until I die, and then in perpetuity. These are great, great Harrison Ford. Impressions. Anyway, what are we doing ben next? Ben Kenobi. That was my impression. <laughs> did Did Harrison Ford as Han Solo ever say Ben Kenobi? Yeah, that's actually literally what I was thinking. <laughs> And I don't think so. No, he did. He did. I remember. It was a cut from the film. Old Ben Kenobi. <laughs> no, I don't think he ever said <laughs> no. the name Ben Why Kenobi. would he? <laughs> oh, God. Well, do you yeah, guys want to talk about some trailers? Or? I think the, the show's like done at this point. Well, I, I mean, pack it up. I think that people's eardrums have been blown out because we were just screaming for like 15 minutes. It's it's tough when like when, when you, like when you're doing a podcast with people who say the most asinine shit on the planet. Like, like I just watched Police Academy for the first time. What about Judge Reinhold? What so you want to defend him? another movie that has racist comedy in it? <laughs> Do you guys remember Judge Reinhold? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Police Academy. Academy. No, he wasn't in Police Academy. I'm but just, he, I'm joking. No, listen, listen. I did read that he uh, he tried to get the role that Steve, Steve Gutenberg did. Oh, sure, I'm sure. That Judge Reinhold was I bet Judge Reinhold and Steve Gutenberg, yeah, well, they were auditioning for the same roles left and right. Yeah, which what is happened hilarious to him, to think about. What do you mean? What happened to Judge Reinhold? Where is he? Police. I don't know, probably the same place with Steve Gutenberg is. They're probably still applying for the same jobs. <laughs> Loan officer, janitor, I don't know. Hey, can I be in Left Behind 6? Yeah, exactly. Cheesy Christian films that somehow make $30 million. They gotta be in it. I'll be the dad from Beethoven 9. Now, I, now that Charles Grodin is out of the picture. I want to be in, uh, Rest in peace. Soul Border. What the hell is that? It's Soul Surfer, but about snowboarding. Soul Surfer is that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that was. So I weird. thought it was a sequel to Soul Man, and I was like, Brad, dude, easy. You would love it. See Thomas Howell. You would love it. Blackface is not a good angle for anybody. But it's okay for Fisher Stevens to do it in short circuit. I didn't say that! Hey, I've got a question. Uh, for... What's the last movie you guys saw? <laughs> <laughs> for, for Bradford. Uh, have you what s- happened to Ted Danson? <laughs> So he's still around. Ted I know exactly what Ted Danson is. Do he not was... speak ill of Ted Danson. No, no, we won't. Podcast. We will not talk. We All do right. not speak ill of the Ted mayor. Danson. I oh, loved that show. I, I did that too. Show. I, yeah, no, really that bums. was another one you got me to watch, and then it got canceled. Not That's why fault. I don't like to trust you. With you mean your you mean Made in America's Ted Danson? <laughs> Getting even with Dad's Ted Danson? I don't know any other like really offbeat Ted Danson movies. Wasn't he in the one that you said that Steve Gutenberg was in the Three yeah. Little Lady? Three well, men, three and, men a and a baby, and then yeah. Three Men and a Little Lady. Yeah, what yeah. Is it? What, I forget. Yes, I he that. was. All right, hey, look did who's you, talking. Three. I love my look dad. Who's talking now? It's called. There's a film coming out called I Love My Dad. Did you already see that one? Yes. That's what pissed me off about this. Is you sent us a trailer of a film you've already seen. If I didn't send you the trailers for the movies I've already seen, we wouldn't see half as many trailers as we do. Blow hard. Seriously, and you don't know where her, where Steve Gutenberg is. No one knows where Steve Gutenberg is. I mean, I bet could... you Steve Gutenberg doesn't even know where he is. <laughs> where am I? <laughs> yes, uh, Ben. Yo. Did you watch this trailer? I watched half of it. Why didn't you finish it? It's literally a minute and a half. It, so I watched 45 seconds because <laughs> this is the stupidest, most cringeworthy thing in the world. I can't. Why would people make, why would you make a. I love my don't dad. Get, no. So yeah. it, first of all, it's a true story. Uh, yeah, it, it really is. It makes it better. Story. It makes it so much better. Yeah. Written, directed, and starring the guy that's James like, Morrison. Okay, I want to. I want to point out very quickly that I, I, I'm sure this is a very, very good movie. I love Pat Oswalt. I'm sure the filmmakers are really awesome. I personally can't handle stuff like this. Is it because of like... the baggage you have? With no, your no. dad. It's it because depends. you got catfished by your dad. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, this is just so cringeworthy. I can't even. I mean, I will tell you. To tell you. 
This is an extremely cringeworthy comedy. So much so that the marketing for this movie, the two quotes that are in this trailer, are praising and like talking about how hilariously cringeworthy like this movie is. That it will just have you like squirming I in your seat will and just never see this film. I will no, never stop. see this film. And I mean, I'm, I want it to win an Academy Award. I want it to be the best thing ever. I want to be the only person on the fucking planet that's never seen it. I want people to make fun of me for not seeing it. I will never see this film. You know that when you say things like this, it just means we we will get you to watch it. Those, are you going to we trick will... me into watching an hour and a half movie? Like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> he fell into that one. Like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to watch it. We will figure out a way. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I, I will see it. Have you guys ever been blocked on Facebook by anybody that you find out that you're blocked by? <laughs> Like you found, Your you tangents their, are the weirdest you fucking went tangents. To their, no, I found this out the other day. I went to somebody's Facebook and I realized that I was blocked by them. And I got really upset about How it. How did you go to their Facebook and realize that you, well, you know they have a very public Facebook page and you were not able to find them? No. Okay. I logged into my wife's account. <gasps> and oh. I went and saw that they're still on Facebook. So I just can't find them. I didn't block you like on purpose. No, I just just unfriend me. Why do you block me? Just unfriend me. That's what I don't understand. Is why don't you just unfriend me? Because then maybe they know. I don't know. I, they don't, they I, don't, I found out. They don't I want you to out. see any of their updates. Yeah. If you unfriend me, I don't see your updates. No, but but if you but you can you still can go to search for their profile and see and if they have anything that is public. You not if public you stuff. don't put it on the public. Like, but no, but that's the thing though. Is some people have profiles that are a little public, and they have it so that if you're a friend of a friend, they can see your stuff still. And so have you ever blocked anybody on Facebook? Oh yeah, absolutely. Have you, did you block me? <laughs> <laughs> no, you can go to Facebook right now on your open computer and see that I have not. No, I've I've blocked uh, a couple ex ex uh, dating partners. I've blocked a couple of yeah, but uh, this isn't a dating partner. Actually, this is another pastor that blocked me. That's why I'm upset about it. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like this is really pissy. It really <laughs> makes me mad. Well, I mean. Uh, we don't have time to unpack all this, but uh, anyway, the film is about. Okay, I was gonna say why somebody block oh. or the, the guy blocked his dad. Yeah, the right? son the son blocks his gotcha. dad because that's it, how he catfishes him. Yeah, and so he decides to. So the movie brought up a lot of wounds for me. Really, really wondering where this was it going. Brought a lot yeah. of wounds. Should have watched. Should've and watched then the later, trailer. I wonder where Steve Gutenberg was. I should have watched the trailer. Then I would have known what the, what this angle was. So Pat Oswalt is this estranged father who really has never been there for his son James Morosini, who's like in his early to mid twenties. And uh, after getting through some therapy and stuff like that, he decides to block his dad on social media and his phone number to like give him some healthy boundaries. But the dad is just still so desperate to try and keep in touch with his son. Uh, he's just this like kind of fumbling, desperate guy who just keeps making the same mistakes over and over again. And so he decides to use pictures of a, uh, a cute young waitress he met where he lives. He lives far further away from his son uh, to pretend to be this girl to stay in contact with his son. And then... The, the kid starts getting interested and it turns into like an online dating relationship and it just escalates and gets worse and worse and worse. And it is uh, a great dark comedy. Patton Oswalt is hilarious in it. Um, it is so cringy. Rachel so, Dratch is in it. And I still Yeah, love Rachel, Rachel Dratch, Dratch is in it. Yeah. Uh, so, so awkward, so funny. And yeah, it is, yeah, just uh, great. James Morosini also um, is in, he stars in The Sex Lives of College Girls, which is my, one of my wife's favorite shows. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen it? I haven't seen it. My uh, my girlfriend actually watched it as well. She said it was good. It's, yeah, it's very good. It's a Mindy Kaling show. Uh, Mindy Kaling always does good stuff. I mean, Mindy I, Kaling uh, being Kelly from The Office, another show that Ben just can't handle because he can't do Christmas Listen, if I wanted to see a father trying to date his, uh, his own son, I would have just gone turned into season eight of American Dad where Stan... 
it's an avatar from the CAA and dates Steve, okay? Like, that's what I would have done. Because this has already been done before. Glad we got that out. So you do highly recommend, though, when it comes out, because I think it comes out in about a month, right? Yeah, Uh, it hits select theaters, uh, like, one week in August, like, the first week in August, and then it comes to VOD the week after. Hey, uh, Brad, explain to our listeners why they do that. Why do they only go to theaters for, like like, a day? So for some people, it's more so uh, the theatrical release is more so about like qualifying for awards and stuff like that, and starting like some word of mouth buzz, you know, so that it plays in theaters, qualifies for certain things, uh, whether it's critics awards, you know, things like the Oscars, the Golden Globes, uh, um, certain guild awards, and things like that. Uh, and then it comes out on VOD just because that's generally cheaper than releasing it in thousands of theaters across the country. It's it's very expensive to release a movie uh, in wide in theaters, which is why some of these lower key releases only get limited releases. And then if enough word of mouth happens and it does really well at the box office, then they'll expand and put in more theaters. Yeah, but I was always interested when you told me that uh, – you you can't really get nominated for a major award unless it's in the theater. Yeah, it's got to be in theaters in order to be considered for uh, most major awards. Brad, I looked that up. It's called Virtual Insanity. It's the fifth season or fifth episode of the eighth season of the animated comedy series American Dad. But I know you were curious about that. So if you, you guys want to watch a reboot of that, then you watch this cringeworthy bullshit. Isn't it so funny about how... How Ben gets becomes much of a stickler for the rules of making this a movie podcast, but then when it's convenient for him yep. to bring up a TV show, he just gets his dick out and just slaps it all over everyone's because face. This is this movie is just a retread of something I've already seen, so I don't need to see it. Is what I'm trying to say. Like, I've literally weren't you just this saying, exact plot? Weren't you just saying this though, exact plot? Weren't you just a second ago saying we? Uh, you know what? I hope they reboot everything. Yeah, I don't need to see it, but I hope they reboot it. Okay. This ne- is what we. This ne- is what we do. Next film. Moving on. Next trailer. Virtual insanity. What was the next trailer, Nate? Day Shift, written and directed by stuntman and second unit director J.J. <laughs> Perry. It sounds like such an insult. It is. It's like it the really first does time. Uh, like uh, starring, um, I, I will Best say this. Best boy. Uh, Jamie Foxx. I love Dave Franco. Um, I really do. I don't know why I love. I, I know you can't like James Franco, but I do like Dave Franco. I mean, um, it's not that you can't like James Franco. You just shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> like you do you but like you, sh- <laughs> you, really, you really shouldn't be in love with louis ck right now but if you are you know yeah uh i had not seen this at all like i had not seen or heard anything about this i really enjoyed this trailer oh it's bonkers uh, oh it's I so was much not, fun i it's so much i wasn't fun. expecting no this trailer so like as soon as all of a sudden it became a vampire thing i was like what yeah no i was in i was in for the i'm always in for a good you know hitman movie so i'm like yep. oh cool it's okay it was yeah it's fun it was like the best parts of uh john wick zombie land and like like shawn of know, the dead yeah exactly coming together also, for a film it looks very stylized like army of the dead yeah yep exactly yeah. so i can't wait for this actually this looks really good i was glad you said yeah. this because i I'm i I am ready for it. I and it's a in. Netflix film, is it? It is a Netflix movie. It'll be and, out on streaming. And Jamie Foxx is a really cool guy, and, and Dave Franco's really, you know, can play a, a not cool guy, and so that dynamic's going to be fun to watch. It looks like an enjoyable movie. I, I do like the visual style. I like the, rump. the action feels like it's going to be something. And I think that that's why, part of the, you know, why it's kind of important, actually, that there's a stunt uh, coordinator and a second unit yep. director who is taking the helm of this movie. Because I like that. I, I didn't mean to sound like I was I was ganging up on the guy. No, it's his first it does major sound film, though. Like, yeah. it, he, he's done like, like literally hundreds of stunt, like, and he's the stunt guy for uh, all the John Wick films, which, if you've never seen, are 
fantastic yeah. stunt work. They're right? amazing. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, this happens, you know, fairly frequently in the the action genre, especially. Is like uh, someone like David Leach is very good with stunts, and he, you know, has a hand in the um, John Wick movies and Deadpool. Uh, bullet trains coming out. Tim Miller was is another guy. He was a, a big VFX artist, and uh, then he went on to direct Deadpool and Terminator Dark Fate. So there's a uh, yeah, a lot of people who when you're doing the, the the crew work, certain certain positions on the film crew step up. Craft services. Big time director. Craft really, services good. Because I, I, I had not even heard of this film, which is a little bit surprising because it has a great cast. It's uh, you know it looks like really well produced. Um, and it was co-written by Shea Hatton. Have you heard of him yet? Uh, but he's young guy, right? So I go in there and I'm like, oh, he he actually wrote like John Wick Three, Army of Thieves, Army of the Dead, and then I'm like, oh, one out of three ain't bad. Uh, well, I liked Army of Thieves. I did too, actually. Uh, I didn't like. I didn't think it was the best film, but I no, enjoyed watching. No, it was great. Him. One out of three ain't bad. I think he's under thirty years old though. It was in my top. The 10. dude is like under thirty, and he's done all of that yeah, work. Yeah, good for him. Um, so I think he could be something in the future here. He also he's a something right now. Yeah, it sounds like he's already something. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. Even he could continue to be successful. Is you're like, wow, breaking than, news here from Nate Lauks. Better than the Harrison Ford. Successful director could could continue to be a successful director. Is that what I'm hearing? Wish yeah. I could. Exactly. I could sell Burf. screenplay. Burf. Have you ever written a screenplay? In in uh, my screenwriting class. Hey Brad, do you want to write a screenplay? In college. You want to write a screenplay? I'm good. Hey Nate, you want to write a screenplay with me? Does it have to do with like uh, dads at catfish or sons? I am I am writing this for Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> Only we're bringing Max. It's going to be Steve Gutenberg and Judd Reinhold, <laughs> and their father. Get this, Harrison Ford. I know at least one of those people is not going to be involved with that movie. I am not your father, Ben <laughs> Kenobi. It's a good Steve Gutenberg impression. <laughs> <laughs> Look who's talking now. Hey, hey it's I'm, me. I'm talking here. I'm with two other men, and we have a baby. It's a little lady. Ain't that wacky? Ah, police Academy. Father of the bride. Hey, we it's had a third trailer. <laughs> we, we said we we're only doing two trailers. We're we had not a third doing trailer. the third one. I don't no, we had a third trailer. Oh, we yep, have to. We have to do the third trailer. Yep, yep. It was so good. You have to. This ooh, this sweet tasty morsel of a movie. Do yourself a favor. Pause it and watch the trailer for the Munsters from Rob, Rob Zombie, Zombie. The and then come back after you've seen the trailer. This, this is, is not a joke either. Like you. Sit down. You press pause. We know that you know Rob Zombie from you know his, his hard Zombie. rock you know feel White House of a Thousand Zombie. Corpses, The Devil's Rejects, the reboot of Halloween. Ben loves reboots, and <laughs> this is Rob Zombie's The Monsters. But it's not like this dark, gritty, uh, gothic, ooh, dysfunctional it's fan monsters. It is so wackadoo, weird. straight to video, bright colors, shitty sets, home video. Monsters. This thing. It's so weird. It's mesmerizing in how campy, terrible it is. Campy but terrible. Yeah. Like, it's it's like and not even like monsters campy. You're like, supposed it just to feels, be. Yeah. The, I will say this. I actually did like campy. watching the monster reruns when I was younger. I I really did like the monsters. I like the characters. It's a it's a show that I I liked watching. And so I was hoping that you know again reboot it, this, make it fun, campy. It is not. This that. trailer reminded me of. A Rob Zombie movie in which, like, the setup is that it's a and then all of a sudden it turns, yeah. but there's no turn. It's just the campy, weird bullshit setup that's like all fake and silly. This it feels like oh, the so weird the interstitial scenes in Mystery Science Theater 3000, but those are funny. 
and this is bad. Not. <laughs> this is very bad. This and is like the video quality. It looks like someone shot it on a video camera, like an HD video camera, fresh off the floor at Best Buy. And they decided to go nineteen thousand Dutch angles in, in a row yeah. just to try to make it kind of weird and offsetting. I, and the uh, trailer putting... looked like a bunch of B-roll film put oh, together. It boy. just it looked so weird. Even like the it, way the, it had no narrative to the trailer. Even the way the graphics moved on the trailer, it felt like a cheap high school video production. I who's giving Rob Zombie money? Is did Rob Zombie produce this? So it's it's being released by this arm of like I don't remember if it's like thirteen thirteen entertainment or something like that, but it's a home video arm of Universal pictures where they release straight to video stuff that what's really funny about this and we actually just recently found out about this initially this movie was supposed to be um was at least rumored to be simultaneously released in theaters and on peacock it's probably still going to peacock but we had run stuff about this movie on slash film with like first look because some people there's a long like a big history and long uh big group of Monsters fans. It's been around oh, yeah. forever. People love the Monsters. So just to jump in here, the Monsters pinball machine that came out in like 2018 was one of their all-time best hits yeah. ever. Like it's it's people are fans of the yeah, Monsters. Yeah, people love the Monsters. And so that combined with people who like Rob Zombie inexplicably uh <laughs> were very excited like, "Oh yeah, I can't wait to see what what this is." We had high traffic on several stories about the Monsters. So and then just recently we find out it's only going direct to video. And then this trailer came out and you're like, you're telling me all the hype for this fucking movie and all the interest and wow. this is what this, we're getting. This is what we're getting. Ugh. Ugh. Did he say I'll only direct it if my wife can be in it? And that's the other well, problem with Rob Zombie is that yep. Sherry Moon Zombie is one of the worst actresses Hollywood has ever seen. There are adult film actresses who have better screen presence and delivery than Sherry Moon Zombie. She's Rob terrible. Zombie, if you're out there listening, come fucking find me, and I'll say this to your face. <laughs> Jesus Christ, That's man. how terrible Sherry Moon Zombie you is are as an actress. You are so put out by this guy. She's bad. I, I, I'm sorry. I hate Rob <laughs> Zombie's movies. I don't like them. Oh, you're going to love our game today. The, the Devil's Rejects was not bad. The Devil's Rejects was not bad. <laughs> Wait, that's what I just said. It was terrible. Okay, it wasn't House of Thousand Corpses, terrible. No, how, that's fine. Devil Rejects was the only one Halloween that was like- Halloween remake, it, trash. Oh, bad. Halloween 2, even worse. Ter- terrible. Did he do Halloween 2? I don't think he did. He did. He did, he did do Halloween yeah. 2. Um, but no, the, the, the Devil's Rejects was the only one that was like, okay, I get what this brand is going to be, and it's I like, just whatever. don't care. I don't like that. Like That's not my kind of like fucking circus weirdo horror bullshit. <laughs> it's like- a, You have a different brand like a t- of circus weirdo psycho bullshit? Tim Burton. Okay, but fair, you know what? <laughs> fair enough. 80s, 90s Tim Burton. You bet your fucking ass I got a different brand of weird psycho what's circus the, bullshit. What's that one movie with Dan Aykroyd and Chevy Chase where they're uh, Dan Aykroyd? Spies like us. No, no, the, the judge. Oh, and, nothing but trouble. Yeah, that's the that's a, the same brand of creepy weirdo shit. That like, but that worked. Like, I fucking had a. I, I don't know if I'll say it worked. No, no, I mean, as a kid when I oh, watched yeah, that, I was yeah. like, oh my god, this is incredible. Like, it's they're all in crazy makeup and whatever. Look like, at this dick nose. It was very, very dick noses. Oh, it is. It's hundred percent. No, I know. Look like Absolutely. Dick. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, because of these, this they uh, should reboot nothing but trouble. Is what I'm saying. Uh, because of the Munsters conversation and because of Brad's oh affection for Rob Zombie and the excitement for all this film that he's had. Who doesn't love film. Rob Zombie? <laughs> we made Nate write the game this time 
so that he couldn't cheat. So no, yeah. and no guarantees that's going to be good. We he's never written a game, and he's wait, never wait, wait, also wait. Also, wait, also never listened to an episode of the podcast before he started hosting. So we really don't know that no, no, he no. knows even how to no, write no, a no. game. No, I don't. Um, <laughs> I, I clearly don't. I, I thought though I'd call this game. He doesn't wear Abercrombie, Rob Zombie. All right, these oh. are questions pertaining <laughs> to legendary filmmaker Rob Zombie. Oh, no. My stomach hurts. Does your stomach hurt a little bit? Are you a little I nervous? Like, I don't know that I like this. Be. All right, here's oh. your first question. Which 2000 action fantasy film starring Eric Mobius, Walton Coggins, Coggins, Walton Goggins, Coggins, Goggins, Goggins, and Kirsten Dunst did Rob Zombie write the script for before getting fired over creative differences with the producers? Nathan Rabin of the AV Club lambasted the film as a repugnant exercise in mentally stylish ultraviolence that plays like the longest, most expensive Rammstein video ever made. Which film is it? Kirsten Dunst, Walton Goggins, and Eric Mobius? Mabius. Mobius? Mabius. Mabius? Eric Mabius? Yeah. In the year 2000? Yep. It's an action fantasy film. With Kirsten Dunst. Go. Yep. No, well, action fantasy. I've never seen Go. Isn't that like a? <laughs> it's like a, uh, it's like a high school party movie. <laughs> oh, Dracula 2000. No. Oh. Good guess though. That is a decent guess. Yeah. Man, I'm struggling to think of a Kirsten Dunst movie from 2000. That's a. Well, no, that's not Bring It On. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't even. I can't even think of a Kirsten Dunst horror movie from that. Is it Kirsten Dunst, not Kirsten? Dunst? I don't give a shit. It's Kirsten, isn't it? No, it's Kirsten. It's it's Kristen, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Her name's Amanda. Amanda Dunst. Yeah, I don't know. The right. Crow Salvation. Ooh, Ooh. yuck! Ooh. All right, Brandon Lee is turning over in his grave. Next question: Rob Zombie is a member of the unofficial Splat Pack, a term coined by film historian Alan Jones in Total Film Magazine for the modern wave of directors making brutally violent horror films. Can you name any of the other directors Eli in the Splat Pack? Eli Roth. Anybody else? Ewe Bull. Um. <laughs> Lee Wanell? Yes, correct. Anybody else? Lee Wanell directed Saw, Ben. Uh, okay. And several other horror movies. <laughs> uh, Justin Lin. <laughs> no. Uh, James Wan? Uh, that's gonna that's be the one I was guess. thinking yeah, of. Yeah, Neil, Marsh- wow. Neil Marshall. Oh, shut up. Get <laughs> the fuck up. Greg McLean. Uh, who, Darren who did you Lynn. say before Greg McLean? Uh, James Wan. Greg McLean. McClanahan? Blue McClanahan. The Golden Girls. I love it. Uh, no, so here, here's the list. Alexandra Eha, uh, Darren Lynn Bozeman, Neil Marshall, Greg McLean, Eli Roth, James Wan, and Lee Wano. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. the list. Plus Rob Zombie. Yeah, makes sense. All right. What is Rob Zombie's highest rated film on the tomato meter oh, on Rotten oh, Tomatoes? Oh, oh, oh. House of a Thousand Corpses. I'm going to say... Oh, no. This is actually uh, A through uh, D, uh, so you got a multiple choice. Okay. Oh, okay. A... Three from Hell, uh, written in twenty, or released in two thousand nineteen. B thirty one, which is released in two thousand sixteen. C Halloween, written or released in two thousand seven. And D House of a Thousand Corpses. 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 I think it's House of a Thousand Corpses. Yeah. I'm gonna say Halloween. You think that's is on the highest on the tomato yep. meter? I said my guess twice now. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, three times. You said it three <laughs> times. Now. Uh, the answer is three from hell with a fifty-eight wow. percent. Okay. Bonus question: What is Rob Zombie's highest-rated film on the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? Devil's Rejects. How's a thousand corpses? 
The Devil's Rejects at 78%. Oh, wow. <laughs> Before the success I'm of I'm so mad that I'm up this late and we're talking about Rob Zombie. Wait, I got two more questions for you. All right. Uh, <laughs> Before the success of his band, Rob Zo- uh, White Zombie, Rob Zombie was a production assistant for what television series from the late 1980s? The reboot of The Twilight Zone. The so Outer Limits. Before he was a musician, he was a production assistant for a television The Outer show. Limits. Nope. Northern Exposure. Pee-wee's Playhouse. Ah. <laughs> Pee-wee's Playhouse of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, I see what you did there. Bonus question. The last Munsters movie made was the 1996 classic film, The Munsters Scare Little Christmas, where, as you remember, <laughs> Eddie was feeling homesick for a good old-fashioned Transylvania Christmas, which mm-hmm. eventually led of one of Grandpa's experiments to yes. go awry, Why wouldn't it? accidentally transporting Santa Claus and his elves Classic. to the Munster Mansion, putting all of Christmas in jeopardy for of the course. entire world. Eddie Munster was played brilliantly by a noted child actor who had just two years earlier got his start in Hollywood portraying Carl Alfalfa, Switzer, and Penelope Spheris' Little Rascals adaption, which shockingly to many only has a 23% approval rate. Jake Gyllenhaal. So where is the fucking question? Ben and Brad. Who was that child actor? Who was the actor? Bug Hall. Jake Gyllenhaal. Who became a very handsome man. Catholic. Did he really? He quit Hollywood. Yeah, I just Ooh. found it. He got arrested. The in kid who played Alfalfa in the Little Rascals Bug movie. Hall. His name is Bug Hall. He got arrested in 2021 and then became a militant traditional Catholic. Militant? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like in what way? Like uh, lives off the earth, like wife wears dresses and like- if you, Is that what the word militant means? Like, yeah, you, you use militant in that way. Like you're very you're like, like serious and like- uh, By the book. Yeah, by okay. the book. and. Yeah. Um, and so, like, very traditional Catholic. Uh, quit Hollywood. Handmaid's Talks Tale. Talks about uh, Hollywood Handmaid's having... Handmaid's Tale. Never read it. Will you stop correcting us all the time? Nobody I'm sorry, loves that. Nobody the, loves that. You have to say titles correctly. It's literally one of the rules of one of the games we play. No. That's not. If he said Handmaid's Tale during one of the games we played, first of all, it wouldn't happen because it's a TV what? show. I and con- second of all, Listen, he would be out because that's not the title I want to congratulate Ben Conowitz for winning that game. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate Way that to go. so much. I'll tell you, he you doesn't know, wear Abercrombie sure that tied. zombie. Way no. to go, buddy. I'm pretty sure it was tied. You know what? No, because no, there were points for attitude, and Ben <laughs> just won them. Okay, so for, this is Nate's never right. <laughs> oh, also, we didn't have Nate sing a song. Oh, you're you right. Just gl- yeah, you just you glanced. Sneaky, you sneaky, sneaky, snake sneaky Charles. snake Charles. <laughs> I'm so tired. I'm sorry. I can't even talk anymore. Nate, please. Yeah, you were giving us your theme we're song. Theme he song. <laughs> doesn't wear Abercrombie. Rob, zombie, zombie, zombie. Hey, so hey. here's. Play some games. <laughs> play, play some games with Rob. Zombie, zombie. zombie. <laughs> okay, good start. Uh, I will say that I don't believe that Nate made that up on the spot. I'm pretty sure he wrote that previously. I'm just never going to trust him ever. Do you not write your game? You wrote your game beforehand. That's not no, no, your game, the song. Song. I oh, no, I did not. I did not prepare that beforehand. I don't believe you. I think Ben, you're just upset that you're now the the weakest link when it comes <laughs> you to music really improv. You are the worst songwriter I've ever met. <sighs> wow. <laughs> and you're you're hey, you've, and you've hey, met Scott Stapp. Brad, <laughs> prove me wrong. It's going to take some time, but <laughs> I don't have my computer in front of me. So. Uh, wow. I mean. Better songwriter, me, Steve Gutenberg. 
Oh, Steve Gutenberg in a heartbeat. Oh, come on. He does that. Yeah, he does that song in. Uh, th- um. So, well, Nate, good job writing your first game. Actually, yeah, it was a pretty good game. Thank you. I really enjoyed writing it. A little, little wordy. Well, no, you know, here's the thing. Very, very, yeah, very long lead long questions. The, long on the tooth. No, here's the thing is The Monster Scared Little Christmas is a film that <laughs> needs a lot of time to explain. Not everyone has seen that was gem your, of a film. Was your entire lead up just to talk about that movie? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what That's you, all I cared about. What would you have done if we and I, didn't I, include the monsters? In <laughs> I just done it anyway? Well, I just would have written, wrote a different game, but it was so much more fun to write a Rob Zombie game. I've been wanting for years to, to write a Rob Zombie Rob, game. Write a Rob Zombie game, and I finally had the opportunity today. You know what? I took it. In Nate's line of work, he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to write about stuff like Rob Zombie and have fun with it. Well, he, he gets to write about a zombie. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, right? Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll let it happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll allow it. Oh, having a good time. For those who don't understand, we're talking about Jesus. <laughs> he got. Uh, he was in a cave. And, uh, he came um, back to life. That's right. So and technically, he's, who he's Bug Hall be. seems to like a lot right now. Easter, he came back and gave all the children eggs. That's that's how I was taught. Yes. At, by my militant Catholic father. Uh, did you guys see when they did the uh, the? You probably didn't care because you were too old to care about Little Rascals when it came out. But I was like right in that no, sweet I, spot. No, I like Little Rascals. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so Nate, they, you're very old. We're not talking about the original. I was I was 18, but I really liked it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's a little weird. <laughs> I was 18, but fuck, I loved the Little Rascals. Oh my god, get in that wagon and get pulled. <laughs> that's right, Froggy. I like that deep voice. <laughs> anyway, stop it. The the movie. Um, they did a reunion with the cast as like this was like three or four years ago I think where like they all they got them all back like as adults and stuff like that and did like photo shoots and everything, uh, and it was crazy like it's it's a lot of them it's funny to see because like they still have the same face but they're just like full grown adults it now like they didn't replace their faces <laughs> isn't like that creepy guy from the Sandlot who still looks like the catcher from the Sandlot he really does he just oh, he, yes. he just looks he like does. he's had some he, drinks yeah it's this like. <laughs> He's but like the that, same freckles, that, the same like everything. It's a yeah. John, yeah, he it's just a, he just has more like more sunken in eyes, a, basically. It's a uh, it's a John Mulaney bit where he's like that that small t- that tall child looks terrible. Yeah, because <laughs> that's exactly what I think. I was like, oh, he's just he hasn't really taken good care of himself since yesterday when he was in sixth grade. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's um, but yeah, it was it was it was really fun to see uh like the, get them get the cast back together. They did that once too for um, uh, they got the Lost Boys from Hook back together. Um. Dante Bosco, who played Rufio, and then and a bunch of the and that audience. that was the first movie I suggested for uh, out in Boston to show the girls. Hook, yeah, and they've already seen it. There you go, good parents, good parenting. I'm telling you, you should show them Carpool with Tom Arnold and David Paymer. <laughs> no, they'd already seen the stupids, and that was enough for them. Uh, I don't know. Carpool has a lot of more clever humor. <laughs> How about Rat Race? That's not really a kids movie. No. Oh, it totally is. It's a great film, though. I love Rat Race. I'm not sure if I would say Rat Race is a great oh, film. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. You need to oh, the, the part where uh, uh, John Lovitz steals Hitler's car and has oh, this so Hitler good. mustache it's so and good. burns his tongue, goes blah, 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 like to the Jewish family next door. It was it was, it was so funny. Hold on. Mr. Bean. Hold on. Uh let me just say something here. Uh, I haven't seen Rat Race. Have you really not? Is that a part? It's a legi- okay. In Rat so Race? in Rat Race, John Lovitz, who who is a Jewish fan, he plays a Jewish character. He's Jewish. But hold he- on, wait, what? John Lovitz is Jewish. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> I wanted to set the stage because in the movie, it is known that his character is Jewish, yeah. right? And so they end up 
as part of this thing, stealing Hitler's like Gutenberg, his uh, Straussburg car or whatever from. <laughs> God damn it! That's... Shut up. Anyway, they steal his nineteen you know thirty six whatever car, yeah. and they're driving it as a family. And like the the cigarette lighter evidently still works, and but then he like burns his tongue on it, and then there's still ash from it, and so he accidentally like wipes his mouth. So he's got a Hitler Have mustache. You really never seen Rat Race. And he he it wouldn't be funny if I did, and I'm just letting him do. And this. he mumbles, <laughs> and he like talks to people, and he's like, and he burned his hand too, so he's like kicking his hand out like the salute, <laughs> and he's mumbling, goes, uh, you know, it's, it's it sounds pretty good. It no, was it actually is really good. That, that scene so was really good. funny to me, you know, and I haven't seen it in 20 years, but I still remember it. That's how indelible. Yeah, we that need is. to rewatch that because it. I, I again, I think uh, Rowan Atkinson was really funny. Yeah, the honestly, film. there's some really. Um, have you really never seen it? I've seriously never seen it. It's so put it on the list. See if it still holds yeah. up. Yeah. Um, it probably will not. <laughs> no, but I remember loving it back oh, in 2000. So funny! It's funny that you brought up John Levitz because I also just recently rewatched High School High. Did you guys watch High School? Oh, oh my God, I do remember that years and years ago. Yeah, it's yeah. like a, basically like a parody. Was it like 1996. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Maybe like right after um, um, Dangerous Minds. Thank you. Yeah, it's like a parody of Dangerous Minds. Um, that that teaching movie with Edward James Olmos. That's basically the same thing. What's it called? Uh, the other one was Lean on Me with Morgan Freeman. Like all these like uplifting. Yeah. You know the 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 toughest nails teacher is going to come in and change the world. Yeah, and it's, and it's these and it's usually these. Sister-act. It's well, yeah. I mean that is kind of a a little a little bit like that hey, poetic poetic justice n- and things none like of your that. Business. And it is like it's it's that thing of like they have a you have a teacher who's like you know what really wants to change like an, an urban In, downtrodden city, school yeah. and um, stand kids. and deliver is the one Edward James almost yeah it's it's basically the same it's where South Park got the idea for that episode where Cartman becomes a teacher is like I have to teach these kids no, says, how do I reach how do I reach these kids um, and I'm so not sure you can do that. I can I'm Mexican damn it and you'll learn <laughs> so. Uh, High School High, it's funny because initially I was a little bit worried because like, I hadn't seen it in a while. And one of the warnings on Stars, which is where it came from, uh, it, they have a little card at like a, the adult language, you know, and that, that kind of thing. One of them was racist as hell. One of them, no, one of them was, was I see insensitive cultural depictions. Oh. And I was like, oh, interesting. Here's the Brad's thing. Brad's like, watch it. <laughs> That's his, so he's got a letterbox account, and all of them are just on the IMDb rated for that that specific tag. I'm in. What's interesting to me is that from like from my perspective, the movie is doesn't have like I wouldn't say that it's an insensitive cultural depiction necessarily because like it's parodying what these films actually did, which did have you know somewhat stereotypical depictions of that kind of thing, and so. While the jokes within them are making jokes about stereotypes, they're making them because the stereotypes were in those movies. Yeah. So it's it's, it's, a, a, it's, it's the Robert Downey Jr. in Tropic Thunder. Yeah, it's it's like you can't do that anymore. It's like, well, the the joke was that these movies did that. And yeah, we're making fun yeah. of that. Yeah. Like it's of it. like one of the ones being lost. Like in uh, yeah, because there's like some really good jokes in it. Like it starts off. John Lovitz is the son of this. Uh, guy who um, is the president of a private school and like he wants to go teach at a school where he feels he can make a difference because he can't do it at this like fancy school and so when he's standing in the office waiting to see his father you hear the operator the secretary and think she's like and so like so-and-so academy are you white and it's like <laughs> all right we'll put you right through <laughs> and so there's there's a lot of like of just great stuff like that too um 
but yeah i I, th- I think it's still really funny to be honest uh funnier and holds up better i think in some ways than uh the hot shots movies which i also recently watched I've, I've been on a parody kick recently i've not i've not rewatched those because i don't know if i want I, to yeah i don't want to ruin my childhood <laughs> yeah because i remember loving them when i was a yep. kid and it's okay oh. if they're just not funny anymore but if they are truly problematic then i don't even want to know really no I mean, honestly there's know? Ignorance the, is bliss. Though. It really yeah. is. It's honestly, there's not really a lot. Of, there's some problematic stuff in the, like, here and there. Um, no more than any other sure. 80s or 90s comedy. Did, did you rewatch Loaded Weapon 1? I didn't. And I remember liking Loaded Weapon 1 when I, I was a kid, too. too so too. I don't know about that one. Yeah, I, I should go rewatch that one. But, but yeah, there's still some funny stuff. But honestly, like, the jokes aren't as clever, and they don't come as fast as they do in, like, The Naked Gun or Airplane. Uh, I think Naked Gun and Airplane, all those movies, Airplane is the are best. still great. It is the 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 that and Spaceballs are the number one yeah. and number two, you know, in their neck and neck. Yeah, but the two Hot Shots movies, I was like, man, I remember these being funnier, and not just because I was a kid, because it was the same with Airplane and Naked Gun, but those still hold up as I've watched them as an adult. And these, they just they just didn't work as well for me. I was a little disappointed. You see that John well, Cryer wanted to do re- Hot Shots Part Three. Oh, does he? I mean, he put it on Twitter, and he's now that Maverick has come out. He's like, we should probably do Hot Shots Part 3. If it were uh, anybody other than Charlie Sheen they had to bring back, I would be uh, all about it. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Judge Reinhold, find out what he's doing. Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, guys. Well, uh, for Nate Logs, for uh, Bradford Oman, I'm Ben Conowitz. Thank you for listening to our another Subscribe, five stars, tell your friends. stupid podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Nah, cheating, eh?